And a great blessing to have um, Miss Eileen. If you do not know Miss Eileen, you get to know her. She's going to be with us uh, here in the school this year. And uh, uh, we met her when you were just a little girl, uh, her family of missionaries in, in Chile. And uh, so we supported uh, the Adios family and always uh, loved her dad. And her dad, just a, a great, great man of the Lord. Uh, he's been here several times with our Spanish ministry. In fact, uh, uh, they brought Miss Eileen down, and uh, it was a beautiful thing. The, 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 her family, mother, uh, sister, you, uh, sang for the Spanish ministry. It was really a blessing uh, there. So uh, just don't play or give Miss Eileen one of those Nerf noodles. And if you give her a Nerf noodle, you're in trouble. Okay, she, she gets rough with those. They found that out of camp uh, there. Let's go to the book of Proverbs tonight. Proverbs chapter 15. Proverbs chapter 15. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy, and I, I hope, trying to be practical here families and uh, the, the book of Proverbs was uh, um, the book that I often used in family devotions as my children were growing. And uh, just uh, often we would turn to Proverbs and just go through uh, the book of Proverbs. We did this on many different occasions. Uh, practical advice for a father giving to his children. Practical advice for children. Uh, the book of Proverbs will teach you how to be successful in life if you will follow the principles. Here tonight, Proverbs 15, uh, we're going to, to look at a thought that is actually throughout the book of Proverbs, but you see uh, much mentioned in this particular chapter. If you'll stand with me as we read together the Word of God, uh, Proverbs chapter 15, going to give something here tonight that uh, I see when a young man, a young lady will develop this attitude that we talk about here tonight, uh, an attitude of receiving reproof, receiving instruction. When I see an individual that learns to take correction, I see there an individual that God can use in a great way. On the other hand, when I see pride rising up in a life in an individual, uh, when I see a young man, a young lady, an adult for that matter, that will not listen to instruction or guidance, I know that there's heartache just around the corner. Uh, Proverbs chapter 15, we'll begin here at verse number 5. And it reads, A fool uh, despiseth his father's instruction. Often as we would go through the book of Proverbs, when my children were small, uh, the first one to raise their hand anytime we came across the word fool. Uh, would, would win the prize, and the prize was just the delight of knowing I got it. So that was the prize. A fool despiseth his father's instruction, but he that regardeth reproof is prudent. Verse number 10. Correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way, and he that hateth reproof shall die. Verse 12. A scorner loveth not one that reproveth him, Neither will he go unto the wise. Verse 31. The ear that heareth reproof of life abideth among the wise. He that refuseth instruction despiseth his own soul. But he that heareth reproof getteth understanding. And I think it's fitting that we finish with verse 33, which reads, The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. So you'll see many uh, verses in this chapter, and, and we'll trace back some other verses in the book of Proverbs. Still, 
Uh, wisdom of receiving instruction, wisdom of receiving reproof, and just tonight to make a, a few applications, hopefully practical for us uh, this evening. If you'll join me, let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask the Lord's help and guidance. We so need him as always. Father, thank you. Uh, again, it's good to be in church, and Lord, thank you for your word that you've blessed us with, that you give guidance for our life, and even tonight, that we would be wise and receive reproof and instruction from your word this evening. And Lord, help us tonight. We look to you. We want you to be our teacher. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated this evening. And uh, you've often heard the statement that uh, sin will keep or the Bible will keep you from sin. It's kind of interesting when we get away from the Lord in our lives, sometimes the last place that we want to be is church, or the last book that we want to read is the Word of God, or the last person that we want to hear from is somebody that's going to give us godly advice. And you can generally tell when you Lord, your heart is cold and indifferent to the things of God, you tend to run kind of like Adam and Eve. They hid from God in the midst of their sin. They felt the guilt and the shame, and that often is the cost of sin. Now, we have here in this section of Scripture this contrast. The Bible teaches that a wise man receives reproof. He receives instruction. A wise man prospers because of the instruction that he's willing to take. A wise man will grow uh, whenever he is taught the things of God. A wise man will grow when he is rebuked and learns that there are issues in his life to deal with. On the other hand, a foolish man refuses instruction. He despises one that tries to give direction to his life. He rejects that reproof. And on my life, and there were times when I was filled with pride, I did not want somebody to give me guidance. I did not want some instruction in my life. I thought I knew better and knew it all. And I found that so often the instruction that I refused is something that would have helped me in a particular situation. I could always tell when I was right with my dad, I was willing to listen to my dad, willing to receive instruction and guidance from my dad. When my own heart was filled with pride, I would reject that instruction or that direction in life. Uh, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you have had somebody say something to you and you rejected that and later on you said, I wish I listened to that? Uh, any of you ever come back and again, don't have to raise your hand, I wish I would have listened a little bit better to my dead mom. Or I wish I would have listened to the preacher. I've had people come and say, Brother McMath, I, I wish I would have paid attention to what you were saying and because I did not pay attention, uh, it got me into some trouble in life. And uh, now there are some heartbreaks and heartaches that I can't undo. I wish I would have listened. See, a fool, a fool, that instruction is grievous unto him. It's a burden. He hates it. The Bible tells us, he that hateth reproof shall die. Great emphasis in Proverbs. One that receives instruction is blessed. Instruction and reproof is cursed. Now, I want to just for a moment uh, go back and, and let's look at some verses. Proverbs chapter 1. Uh, Proverbs chapter 1. Just uh, examine here uh, some, of these, some of these verses that deal with the wisdom of receiving instruction. Proverbs 1. Uh, I would encourage you parents. This is something that uh, you must ground and found in the lives of your children. Uh, your children need to come to the place that they listen to you. Uh, 
they pay attention to you. When you give orders and direction, they need to obey. It needs not to be something, uh, Johnny, take out the trash. And five minutes later, Johnny, I told you to take out the trash. And ten minutes later, Johnny, for the third time, I'm going to tell you to take out the trash. And then finally, you raise your voice, Johnny, I told you to take out the trash. No, your children need to be at the place the very first time you give instructions to them. uh, They follow those instructions. They follow that guidelines. That needs to be uh, the direction, the children coming up. And I think we're living in a day... When parents have not instilled this in the life of their children, and as a result, uh, our young people are not listening to the voice and reproof and instruction of God. Now look in Proverbs 1 and verse number 5. The Bible says here, a wise man will hear and will increase in learning. A man of understanding shall attain to wise counsels. In verse 23, uh, we read, turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. And then the warning, because I have called and you refused. I stretched out my hand, no man regarded you, said it not all of my counsel, would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. And you read through this section a very strong warning as to refusing or rejecting reproof and instruction. In Proverbs chapter 3, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, my life verses are in this chapter. In Proverbs 3, verse number 11, uh, the, uh, the father says, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. In Proverbs chapter 9, Proverbs chapter 9, verse number 7, We read, he that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame. He that rebuketh a wicked man getteth himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, he will love thee. Give instruction to a wise man and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in learning. In Proverbs 10 verse number 8. We read, the wise in heart will receive commandments, but a prating fool shall fall. Proverbs chapter 12, verse number 1. Whoso loveth instruction, loveth knowledge, but he that hateth reproof is brutish. In verse number 15 of Proverbs 12, the word of God says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. In Proverbs 13, verse number 1. A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. In verse 18, Proverbs 13, uh, Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction, but he that regardeth reproof shall be honored. An individual reveals much about themselves by the way that they receive instruction, the way they respond and receive rebuke and uh, direction, uh, the way they respond to correction, to reproof, you reveal much about yourselves. Now, I I want to encourage again parents, uh, when you reprove, when you rebuke your children, your children ought not throw a a big uh, hussy. They ought not rise up against that. There ought to be 
consequences against that because if they reject your reproof, they're going to reject the reproof of the Lord God. Now, uh, we had some policies, I believe, in corporal correction. I believe that it ought to be given not in anger. I believe it ought to be given in love. I, I believe when there is disobedience, when there is rebellion, uh, there ought to be consequences. I believe when there is deception and lying, there ought to be consequences. There ought to be a rejection of that. Now, we taught our, our children, Andrew, uh, you're still small. Come, come here uh, for just a second. Uh, I, I'm going to delight in this, okay? And uh, um, when Andrew was small, uh, we dealt with this guy had a strong will, and he took after his mommy, and uh, he was very strong will, and and uh, we had some policies, and we discovered the Lord put padding in the right place, okay? And the Lord knew exactly what He was doing, and so if there was uh, actual rebellion, disobedience to our instruction. Uh, there was a, a rejection of that reproof. We had consequences and we had them to take uh, uh, their hands and they would put their hands upon a, a wall. And I learned never to give uh, the, the correction in anger. Uh, it was always uh, a teaching time. And it was always for the purpose of correction, always for the purpose of discipline, always with the goal, not punishment, but always with the goal of training a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And so we would teach that and the hands would be upon the wall. So pretend here. And so Andrew would put his hands on the wall and uh, we would take a rod. And I didn't use my hand. I didn't use my I would use a rod and uh, that rod uh, would be used to give instruction. I would give guidance and say, Andrew, you disobeyed in this area and uh, you understand that Daddy loves you and because Daddy loves you, Daddy is going to have to discipline you and you understand that and so we would give the instruction. We would pl apply the rod uh, to the place where wisdom is gained and uh, God would give wisdom through that and, and then after we would uh, give that, uh, that uh, guidance, we would pray together. And uh, just uh, received that. Now we had a policy. If, uh, if Andrew or whoever it was would not receive that rebuke, would not receive that instruction, uh, would throw a, a fit, uh, the consequences were even more so. And it would be doubled until there was a submission and a yielding to that instruction. And by the way, can I say to you, that's how the Lord will deal with you. If you respond to God's correction, if you respond to God's discipline, uh, you will find God will grow you in wisdom and knowledge. If you rebel against the instruction and discipline and correction of God, uh, the Lord sometimes then spanks a little bit harder and a little bit harder and a little bit harder in receiving that. And so it's very important, uh, parents, to instill this, uh, this uh, wisdom of reproof and rebuke and instruction in the home. Thank you, Andrew. That was fun. Amen. Uh, so he's long, long since passed that. Amen. Uh, many verses teach how important it is to receive instruction. Uh, individual reveals a lot about their lives. Uh, many years ago, my wife and I went to a Taco Bell, Santa Fe, and we witnessed an employee. I, I assume this employee came in late 
And it, immediately the boss rebuked the employee. Uh, evidently no call and the manager rebuking him. The employee back talked and before long there was a little tussle that took place. And rightfully so, this employee was fired right there on the spot. We got to witness this before we bought the taco and uh, witness this, uh, this uh, little battle. And this employee fired and that employee took off their uniform and took out and, and left uh, that day. And I saw there a young man that had never learned to receive rebuke or instruction. And I can tell you, uh, he probably is headed for a prison headed for a difficult time in his life, cannot follow guidance in his life. And our society has become very super sensitive. And so few people today know how to deal with criticism or with rebuke. Now the book of Proverbs gives us and helps us build the wisdom that comes from receiving instruction. Now look back with me, Proverbs 15 and verse number 33. If we are to receive instruction, this is very crucial. We need a humble spirit. And I believe it's, it's very fitting after these verses, verse 31, Proverbs 15, The ear that heareth the reproof of life abideth among the wise. He that refuseth, refuseth instruction despiseth his own soul. He that heareth reproof getteth understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. If we are to receive rebuke and instruction, we need a humble spirit. Now, I would venture to say none of us really like to be corrected, do we? Uh, we don't like to be told that we're wrong. Uh, we don't like to be instructed sometimes. All of us need correction at times. Uh, our parents uh, correct us and thank the Lord. If you have parents that love you enough to discipline you, to correct you, to guide you in the ways of God, you thank the Lord or parents that uh, have that kind of heart for you. Uh, authorities may correct us. Uh, teachers may have to correct us. Uh, teachers may have to uh, guide us. We need the correction of leaders. Uh, there are times uh, as a pastor, the Bible says, a pastor watcheth for your souls as they that must give an account. I take very seriously my call to pastor Valley Bible Baptist Church. And as I take seriously that call, there are times that God deals with my heart and watching for the soul of an individual that I have to give some rebuke from the Word of God. I have to give some instruction from God's Word. Uh, there have been times that God has dealt with my heart about dealing with a situation and as I've dealt with the such situation, I've had people respond in anger. I had people uh, get upset and go away and then I had some that got upset and went away and came back and some of you have been there but it's very important that we learn to listen to correction and instruction and guidance now I'm thankful tonight that I have a Jesus that loves me enough to correct me I have a Jesus that will not let me get out of his will without a little bit of discipline I'm thankful that God he speaks to our hearts and if we do not heed that so much easier to heed that, but he speaks to our hearts. If we do not heed that, he begins to spank. A lot of ways he spanks us. He removed the joy of our Christian walk. See, a Christian cannot get out of the will of God and be joyful. The most miserable person in the world is going to be a Christian out of the will of God. I think a Christian out of the will of God is going to be more miserable even than a lost person at times. And so God disciplines, and then there can be the loss of, of joy, the loss of possessions, 
the loss of health, the loss of, of loved ones, and on this can go because God loves you so much. He's willing to discipline you. Now, when we are corrected, it's important to respond with a humble spirit. And the Bible teaches here that before honor is humility. I love to see a young man, a young lady, that when corrected, instead of backtalking, instead of rising up and defending themselves, they receive that instruction. They receive that rebuke. They're a better person because of it. It's a blessing, and I thank the Lord for Valley Bible Baptist Church. I can preach some things here that I couldn't preach someplace else. I can say some things here because I've been blessed with some folks that listen to the instruction and guidance of God's Word, and I've seen God grow you, many of you, just through that. And it's a blessing to pastor in a place where I can teach and preach the Word of God with freedom. To have that humble spirit, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. You're going to find that at the heart of rejection, of reproof or correction is pride. And when we're filled with pride, there's nobody can tell us what to do. There's nobody that can guide us. We're filled with pride. We know better than anybody else. And let me encourage you, don't ever get to the place at your job or with those that you work with or uh, the positions you are in life that there is nobody that can tell you what to do. There's nobody can give you direction. I witnessed this, used to work at a lumber yard. And I saw some guys that when the boss would give direction, they would rise up and uh, no, they never went anywhere in life. They couldn't be taught. They were filled with pride. Uh, you get that way in your Christian life, uh, you will never grow to be what God wants you to be. Uh, it takes humility to receive instruction. Now, uh, along these lines, not only do we need humility, but to receive instruction, we need an attentive spirit. Uh, I was visiting a home here recently. They had a well-trained dog. And uh, the, it, it was neat to watch the, the owner. He had trained this dog and, and he was just showing me and the ears of that dog when that owner would speak would be pinned back. And that dog was listening to every word. That dog was, was still, the ears were pinned back. That dog was attentive to that owner. The body of that dog was expressing to that owner, I'm listening to you. And as I was watching, this owner would give directions, and this dog could do all kinds of neat little tricks. And I'm watching that, and I'm thinking, that's the way I need to be with the Lord. It's whenever the Lord speaks to have my ears pinned back and my whole body and spirit waiting for his instruction and direction and guidance. This is the guidance of Proverbs, an attentive spirit. You go to Proverbs chapter 1 again. Proverbs 1, notice in verse 5. Takes humility, but it takes an attentive spirit. Again, verse 5, a wise man will hear. He's attentive. He will increase in learning. A man of understanding shall attain to wise counsels. Verse 8, this father says, My son, hear the instruction of thy father. Forsake not the law of thy mother. Uh, let me express, young people... Come to this place where you are attentive to your parents. When your parents speak, you listen. Be like that dog. 
and perk your ears up. Don't make it to where your parents have to instruct you three or four times, even twice. You listen to where the very first time they give you guidance. You need to know the heart. What are they seeking to gain in your life? Ought to be that way, men, with your boss at your work. Your goal ought to be to be the very best employee that you can be at your work. Your goal ought to be to make your boss a better boss because you're present. And it ought to be your goal to make your place of work a better place because you as a Christian are there. You're attentive to the needs of others. Proverbs 4, verse number 1. This attentiveness, he says here, ye children, the instruction of a father. Attend to know understanding. Verse 10, hear, O my son, receive my sayings. The years of thy life shall be many. I want you to go back to 1 Samuel. Really neat story here. 1 Samuel chapter 3. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, uh, we have the, the story, Samuel, a little boy, you know the background. God, he was a miracle son. God blessed uh, his mother, Hannah, with this special boy. She dedicated him to the Lord. And I, I just want to read this because this illustrates in chapter 3 what I'm expressing tonight and what the book of Proverbs is teaching. And the child Samuel, verse 1, ministered unto the Lord before Eli. The word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place, his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. Ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. The Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I called not, lie down again. And he went down, or when it lay down, the Lord called Yet again, Samuel, Samuel arose, went to Eli, said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. He arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went, lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood by and called us at other times, Samuel, Samuel, then said, or Samuel answered, speak, for thy servant heareth. Now you look at the background of Samuel, it's evident before Samuel was taken to the house of God, he learned to listen to the voice of his parents. And young people, if you don't listen to the voice of your parents, you'll never learn to listen to the voice of God. And then you'll find that it's evident in this story that Samuel, after listening to the voice of his parents, was there in the house of God and he learned to listen to the voice of the man of God. And I find if somebody cannot come and listen to preaching, they'll never listen to the voice of God. And so as the Lord called Samuel thinking that it was Eli, he ran immediately to Eli as an obedient child. But it was the Lord calling and when Samuel then said, Lord, speak, for thy servant heareth, I believe this was his salvation. I believe this was God's working in his life, an attentive spirit. Love uh, the story Brother Wilkins would tell of his salvation. His parents had disciplined him. He knew what a peach a branch was. And he told the story of going to that church and the Spirit of God began to deal with him. And he knew that he was lost, or didn't really know the, the, uh, what was wrong in his heart, just that God had told him to go back into that church and get things settled. And 
Uh, he had gone out the side and came back in and went to the altar. And the preacher met him there at the altar, and he told, that's the story I called upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And I remember Brother Wilkins saying, I'm sure glad that I'd learned to listen to my parents because I knew that when God, by His Spirit, was speaking to me, I couldn't disobey the voice of God's Spirit. And that was His salvation. It's very important being attentive to the Lord. We need an, a humble spirit, an attentive spirit. We need an honest spirit, willing to admit faults. See, before you receive reproof, we must be willing to admit that we're wrong sometimes, that we're at fault at times. Remember King David committed adultery with Bathsheba, murdered Uriah. Nathan the prophet came and said, David, thou art the man. David had the authority to kill Nathan the prophet, but David fell upon his face before God. He received the rebuke of the man of God. And he cried out honestly before the Lord, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. Uh, many a king had murdered the prophets, but David had a, a humble, honest, teachable spirit. Now, I've seen some cases that people couldn't be helped because they wouldn't be honest. They wouldn't admit their need. My wife and I were visiting Shawnee, Oklahoma. We knocked on the door, and the woman opened the door, and and said, come on in. We told her who we was, what, who we were, what we were there for. And uh, this woman said, come on in. We had the opportunity to open the Word of God. And here was her statement. And, uh, she's smoking a cigarette. She said, I, I'm not a sinner, but my husband over here is, and he sure needs you to talk to him. And so here's this woman. We sat down and we talked and witnessed to both the husband and the wife. And, and the husband knew that he was lost. The wife never knew. We couldn't help the wife because she was not honest about her need before the Lord. Uh, the husband did not get saved. We went back several times, but he was also close. He was humble and honest and just kind of opposites there. There was a young man. This was several years ago. He came by and he was looking for some money. And so he told me the story, and this guy, I think, was 18, 19 years old, and told me the story, and I provided some work for him, and he was kind of what we talked about this morning. He was a slothful young man. I had never been taught to work, but gave him a little bit of money, and then he came back with another story. I gave him some work, a little bit of money, and then he came back with this whopper story. And I began to become suspicious, and he said that his mother... Uh, was taken to the hospital. They didn't think that she was going to live. And so I knew the family. He didn't know that I knew the family. And I had a phone number. And I called, went into the room. I said, hang on just a second. Went and called his dad, stepdad. And I said, I uh, understand that your wife is really sick. In the so no, she's sitting right here with me. And so I went out and said to this young man, I said, well, you're lying to me. I just talked to your stepdad and I found out that your mom is sitting right there at home. Here's what he did. He got mad. He stomps off. I'm not lying. And he takes off like that. There's nothing I can do for somebody that's not going to be honest. Somebody that's not going to face it and just admit, yes, I lied to you. He never admitted the lie, walked off and tried to throw a guilt trip on me. And by the way, I don't feel guilty that I didn't help him. You see, honesty, you can't help somebody who's not willing to be honest. 
and receive rebuke. We need an honest spirit. And if we have an honest spirit, it'll be a teachable spirit. If I'm honest, I can see that I don't know it all. I can see sometimes that I need some help. I need some guidance. That God has put some people in my life that can be a blessing to me. God has given some parents that can help me. I'm thankful for my parents who over and over were able to guide me. If I'm willing to be taught, then God can teach me. It's a blessing to deal with people who are teachable. I've seen young people, they have a teachable spirit. They listen to their parents. They learn from their teachers. They long to be taught God's word. They want to grow in the Lord. And it's a joy when people become a sponge and they want to soak in the things of God's word. When it's spoken, they're teachable, uh, they're rebukable, uh, desiring to know more. I, I remember my wife telling me when I first met her when she was a little girl, about fifth grade. She said, I longed to go to church, loved to go to church, because every time we go to church, it was I learned and would grow. And, and that's the spirit we always need to maintain, is that teachable spirit. It responds to rebuke from parents, from authorities, and from the word of God. Now let me, let me give one last thought here tonight, just in closing. In all of this, we need a submissive spirit. Look back, Proverbs 15 with me. Proverbs 15. And I believe in these verses, you can see this heart of humility, this heart of submission. If we are to be taught, rebuked, corrected... In Proverbs 15, look again, verse number 5. Proverbs 15, verse number 5. A, a fool despiseth his father's instruction. He's not submissive. He's not humble. But he that regardeth reproof is prudent. How many heartaches, many of you could give testimony, could you have avoided if only you would have heeded instruction? How many heartaches if you could go back and say, if only I would have listened to my parents. If only I would have been submissive. If only I would have been teachable. Look in Proverbs 15, verse 10. He said, correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way. He's not submitted. And he that hateth reproof shall die. Verse 11, hell and destruction are before the Lord. How much more than the hearts of the children of men. There are many in hell because they would not listen. You remember the story of the rich man in hell? It's evident in that account in Luke 16 that he, he would not listen. And then he came to that point in hell. He lifted up his eyes being in torments. Do you remember him stating, he said, Father, uh, send Moses. Raise Moses from the dead. Send him to my brethren. I don't want my brethren to wind up in this place. Or send Lazarus to my brethren. I don't want my brethren to wind up in this place. And do you remember what Father Abraham said unto this rich man? He said, if they will not hear Moses and the prophets... They won't hear if one is raised from the dead. They don't have a submissive spirit. And you know, here's the fact tonight. If one won't hear the word of God and the spirit of God, there's no help for them. I think we live in a day where people are wanting the miraculous and we have many groups out there that are offering all of these miracles and healings and so many times it's a false emotion. See, the key for us tonight is the Word of God 
and the Spirit of God that teaches the Word of God to our hearts. And we've got to come to this point of, of a teachable spirit that the Spirit of God can correct us. The Spirit of God can convict us. The Spirit of God can deal with us about sin. That we're very sensitive uh, when we lie or when we disobey. I think of the little girl that she was crying, five years old, and her older brother, about seven, came in and said to his sister, why are you crying? And here was her statement. She said, I'm crying because I lied to mommy. I stole a, a cookie from the cookie jar. And mommy asked me if I stole a cookie, and I told mommy no. And I lied. And there was a sensitivity and a conviction. That's where we need to be with God. That when the Spirit of God speaks to our hearts, we receive that rebuke. We receive that correction. We receive that instruction. I've told this, but it blesses my heart. Dwight O. Moody crossing a busy street in London. And as he's crossing the street, suddenly he falls to his knees. And a, a horse and carriage coming right at him came to a screeching And the driver of the carriage gets out and said, Mr. Moody, I could have run over you, could have killed you. Mr. Moody says, it was more important for me to be right with God. I was crossing the street and God convicted me of something. I needed to get it right, needed to get it right here and now. That's sensitive. That's receiving correction and rebuke. That's where we need to be. And if we're going to have revival, the touch of God, we've got to come to this point where the word of God speaks to our heart. The spirit of God changes our life that we want more than anything else to be right with God and we are willing to pay the price to be right with God, that the Spirit of God deals with us, speaks to us, teaches us, guides us. By the way, parents, that starts in the home. That starts as you teach your children that your every word is important. And when you speak, they need to listen. They need to heed. They need to obey. When you rebuke and chasten and discipline and correct, it's because you love them. It's not because of punishment, because it's training a child in the way he should go. You want that child to be tender and sensitive to the Spirit of God so that when God speaks, that child will say, Samuel, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. With that, our heads tonight.